I went to school for theater and I love to monologue. I'm like the earth. I keep getting hotter and more unstable. <laughs> she wins. She wins again. You guys, it's Andy's girls. It's episode three. Oh, no, not three. Four, 50, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm always off by like 100, which tells you a little bit something about my brain. I wish I'd been on episode 420. 420? I think, weren't you on episode 420? I feel oh, like I? you might have been. <laughs> I think you might have been. I need okay. to look at that. I really think you might have been, but I'm so glad you're here for for whatever the fuck we're on today. <laughs> you guys, you know her as writer, producer, host of the podcast, Pot Psychology, owner of PipeDreams.fun. Did I say that right? I think I said yeah. that right. Oh, MG, she's mm. back. Tracy Morrissey, how are we? I'm great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm a little sad that summer vacation's over. Mm. But that's, you know, it's still nice. I mean, it's disgusting out today. But it's, you know, we still have some we still have some warm days. I mean, this week in New York City, I know that people are essentially exhausted by us just constantly talking about um, the weather, <laughs> the weather. But like, it's been so fucking bad. And I really have a bad, whole, really bad. And I have a whole neuro thing. So like heat, temperature, whatever is a shit show. And yesterday, page six did page six live. Um, shout out Danny and Evan who hosted it. And they had six Bravo Lebs there. And I was literally I I fucked up my back actually after the fact, but I was like dealing with neuro stuff and I'm like, can I get there? Can I get there? And I ended up paying for, a, you know, I hate to take, I don't know how you feel about this, but as a New Yorker, I think the number one biggest waste of money is not taking the train and like taking any kind of car situation no. anywhere. No, I take the, I hate the train. Oh, you do? You take cars everywhere? Yeah. Well, I drive and I live in Brooklyn. So when I go into the city, it's usually after six, you know, if I'm okay. hanging out and you can park yeah. anywhere. Uh, when I go in for like business meetings or doctor's appointments or whatever, I take the subway begrudgingly, um, but I hate it. The rap situation is out of control and everything smells like urine. If you're lucky, it smells like urine. I mean, I have to say my favorite train is the Q. The Q has changed the lives of any number of Upper East Side New Yorkers. So mm -hmm. I I really enjoy the train because I am psycho. But um, so I spent a million dollars on the car because the heat is so bad. Yeah. And people think like the real feel is over 100. But when you go into a subway station, which is obviously not or maybe this is not obvious to people, but there's like no ventilation. It's mm -hmm. much, much, much not hotter. Not air conditioned. Not air conditioned. Much, much, much hotter just waiting for always delayed trains, mm -hmm. which is not good if a person has any kind of heat restriction. Because if you're down there, even just like walking to the train, it's like several minutes. It's yeah. not great. Going up and down stairs. Going up and down stairs, just like, you know, it's two minutes away and then all of a all sudden it's 15 minutes away. are baking. <laughs> so they're, it's like a, a kitchen. It's like, the, like it's, there's a lot of aromas. Yeah, summer, the summer, like, scratch and sniff of New York yeah. City is not real. It's a memory you will keep close to your heart, just like any other form of trauma. But it's really not, it's not ideal. No. I have to say it's not ideal. No. 
Um, but so at this event last night, it was Ashley Darby, Vanita from Southern Charm, um, Sai and Uba from New York, and Sutton and Cynthia Bailey. And so they had them in pairs. So okay. it was like the New York ladies, then Vanita and Ashley, then Cynthia and Sutton, who are like literally best friends. So that was incredible. Um but Ashley, who had dated Luke for whatever amount of time, was talking about, which I put on my Instagram, I put the whole video up, uh, the fact that she doesn't really believe that Lindsay and Carl are broken up. And not in a conspiracy theory way. She just thinks, she just kind of was like, I think, I, you know, they just seemed so, so, so in love. I don't think this is the end. Like, I, I don't believe it until I get a solid confirmation on IG. What's your reaction to that? Like, what was your reaction to hearing the rumors that they broke up and now there's a bunch of other shit on social? Who knows? It's not even really worth it to get into specifics about because none of that has uh, been confirmed. But like, what's your reaction to their breakup in general? I don't watch Summer House. <gasps> I know. I know. Okay. I know. So a reaction is like, okay, whatever. I know. Yeah. I, people have told me I should. Uh, I'll tell you what. I tried to watch it the first season, and I really didn't like those twins. And that turned me off from the, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That and and I never kind I never went back. And people have been like, "No, you should go back. Like, watch season three. Blah blah blah." So uh, I've thought about it before. Maybe I, I will one day. Uh, people seem to be really into this stuff. Um, I In the last season, the last reunion, people were really worked up about. And I, I know that I would love it. I'm sure I would love it if I watched it. Um, but, you know, just haven't gone into it. But, you know, I b actually agree with Ashley Darby knowing nothing about any of this. If they haven't <laughs> confirmed it, <laughs> if they haven't confirmed it, then it's not real. Like... Uh, as someone who's been in toxic relationships and uh, tumultuous relationships, like mm -hmm. there's a lot of breaking up and getting back together that goes on. And sometimes you just like don't want to say that you're broken up. Like like Tinsley would sometimes say that they're not back together mm -hmm. because she doesn't want people to like think that because she thinks maybe they'll break up again or whatever. Like she just never wanted to confirm either way, like towards the end uh, like of her run on New York. Um, I think because of of the the volatility there, mm. so um, that's my read on it. <laughs> Knowing nothing about it, I mean, my guess is that you're probably not terribly far off. Like I, there's something about this that just feels like uh, so obviously sudden. And they were going to get married in like two months. I heard, I don't know if this is true, that the hotel that the wedding was taking place at was the same place that Orange County stayed at this week where they're on their vacation in Mexico. Okay. And that like allegedly the breakup wasn't announced or 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 guests haven't been told that the breakup is happening and people reserved rooms. So you would think that guests would be told, yeah, um, maybe go on this trip, but maybe it's just a vacay and maybe there's no special event. Like none of that seemingly has happened from what, you know, it's like one person who's a guest sends a message and then everybody hears about it 15 minutes later. So who knows what's happening? Yeah. If they haven't confirmed, it's not, it's not real then. I didn't realize that they hadn't confirmed. No, it's like sources say she's devastated. Um, he, you know, left town or whatever. Andy says, you, Andy said on radio, Andy, you're going to watch all the drama play out. Like, 
So there do seem to be indications that something happened. It's just strange that allegedly the guests haven't been told and their wedding website is still up. And um, how long were they engaged for? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, oh, God. When when was the engagement? I guess a year, a little over a year, maybe okay. something along that, because I think it was filmed last summer. Yeah. I think the proposal was filmed last summer, but they'd known each other for so long, but not really known each other really in the ways that you get to know someone in a romantic relationship versus a friendship. So were there any reasons given or speculation? Um, I think it's a lot of people just having rumors and then there was something floating on the interwebs that maybe he was seeing someone and who knows if that's the case. So people were like sniffing around thinking maybe this is not a scandal situation, but like maybe he stepped out like who really truly who knows. Is he a drinker? He's sober. So he's been on a sober journey doing incredibly well, but she drinks. So she had been uh, abstaining from drinking for a period of time and then picked up drinking again. And then when she drinks, I bet that has a lot to do with it. I think so. I think there has been an impact, not even on like lifestyle, but the ways that her behavior sometimes changed when she was drinking, which Mm -hmm. is not an ideal situation to be in, let alone if your partner is sober. Well, if you want a little bit of insight please, and a little bit of TMI, when I got engaged to my uh, Mm ex-husband, he was drinking still. And then we would get in horrible fights when he would drink. He was an alcoholic. And then he got sober while we were engaged. And that was kind of like a stipulation of getting married. It's like, you've got to get clean. And then um, he kept falling off the wagon. And Mm. that was like causing a lot of problems for us. It was like a big deal. But then he like, you know, then he really got his shit together. And he's been sober now for, I think, 13 years. Oh, my God. um, Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, he did great. Um, But uh, I have to say this. And, you know, maybe this isn't everyone's experience, but it's mine. And I did go to family week with him at his rehab and stuff like that. Um. Uh, I find that uh, you think that the alcohol is the problem, and then when that is gone, you th- there are still kind of like traits of an alcoholic that uh, the way that their mind works that that's present that's kind of untenable maybe for some people, including me. Like it's just like a like just a sort of selfishness like they have to put themselves first like we always had to put his sobriety first the both of us or else we wouldn't have anything and then that just like led to a lot of different I mean it led to him like getting a girlfriend from AA but like we're actually AA adjacent I thought she was his AA friend and then I found out that she wasn't but anyway um so there's all those kinds of complications too like and she might just be drinking to deal with him I don't think that that's the case. I really think it's... Yeah, I've never watched the show. I have no oh, idea yeah. what their personalities he, are like. I mean, he really, when he joined the show, he was truly a fuckboy. So there okay. could be the idea that while we are seeing a really like seemingly healthy, grounded version of him because of mm-hmm. the drinking, who's to say that that fuckboy doesn't still exist? Exactly. Like, and also there have there has been a critique of them as a couple that they feel very, very, very edited 
and mm. that their relationship is like all rainbows and sunshine and that they're not really letting people in to okay. see the other aspects of that. But I think that like addiction, any any kind of addiction, any kind of struggle and recovery is incredibly complicated. And the reality is that when you are, if you are with someone who is um, potentially new to living a sober life or, or struggling or dealing with addiction, whatever the situation is, that can be very personal and very specific to that couple. And the reality is it is, we're seeing an edited version of a reality TV show where sometimes those complications because of the overall narrative of like a person's character as shown on TV, you don't necessarily get into that nitty gritty and or they don't want us to see that they meaning production or that individual. So it's like, I think it's helpful to hear people's experiences, including yours, which are, of course, you know, specific to your relationship with your ex, but also the idea that like, this can be challenging. And especially yeah. if it's two people in a romantic relationship, let alone, you know, a family on TV, on TV, off TV, that it can be incredibly difficult to kind of work through. And the idea of where does the focus go? I mean, we've seen that in seeing relationships play out when a sibling is dealing with addiction, like with the Richard sisters. I mean, I mm -hmm. think that is a very complicated dynamic, including between focus solely on Kyle and Kim without even the Kathy element of it, of like how much of my life is focused on making sure that this person is okay. And at what point can we talk about the difficulties in our relationship? Like, am I allowed to express anger and frustration mm -hmm. about our exactly. relationship? and decisions that you made are you still responsible for that and it can be really complicated and it can be you know I think surely upsetting for people to kind of like hear about and focus on and while ultimately a person choosing a sober journey is incredible we're seeing housewives who've talked about some dealing with sobriety some making the decision for a number of reasons not to drink and it's an incredibly personal decision. It becomes, though, very complicated when you're trying to work through stuff as a couple. And so who knows the effect of that on, on Carl and Lindsay? And I saw a lot of growth from Carl. I really have. But ultimately, I have I no idea what happened. He's Carl, not Kyle. Yeah, Carl. Okay. Yeah, did I say Kyle? No, I thought his name was Kyle. No, no, no. His name is um it's Carl and Lindsay. Um okay. so oh yeah, I might have said Kyle before. Guys, I'm also like I've been on muscle relaxers and I fucked up my back. So I'm recording this on the couch right now. So literally anything is possible that I'm gonna say over the course of this episode. So um buckle up. But um Fun. I think it's gonna be a little bit of a to be continued. It is though odd. I agree with Ashley that there's something that's like if the guests have not been told and it's a destination wedding, right? then I feel like it's still on for now. Yeah. I mean, and this is also according to one guest. So who even knows? Maybe, I mean, who even, who knows who they are? I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's like social media and gossip and, you know, DMs or whatever else. It's ultimately a game of telephone. So I think we're obviously all speculating at this point. I just hope, that I honestly really, truly hope that they're both doing okay. And um, I, I can't imagine how difficult this is to try to process on such a public scale that I really, 
we don't there's like a lot of rumors about like drama rama but we really don't know so hopefully they're both okay and have support systems around them and you know if they're going through a difficulty that doesn't end in their breakup hopefully they have someone in there to kind of like mediate and just kind of help out um but listen this week has been one of other new beginnings yes speaking of speaking of drinking <laughs> Emily Simpson wow I mean she's fun but I did think I did find her to be rude did you okay so here's my problem is that like I watched that scene twice and I also watched uh, most of not all of her watch what happens with Gina where she was like she literally she said she hasn't watched that scene at the Heather Dubrow slash HD event but that Shane watched it a couple times which made me laugh but here's a couple my times <laughs> yeah I know I was like very into that and Shane doesn't drink by the way which I'm also very into oh right because he's like Mormon right I think it's for religious reasons I really don't know he's like a but- Mormon convert like his family's not Mormon but he is oh are his parents not Mormon no Oh, I didn't know that. Um, or I forgot. So listen, I know that like she's technically it was rude, but like I just honestly thought it was so funny. Like she really was eating that cucumber like a fruit roll up. Like she that was. was. I mean, it was delightful. It was, um, it was funny. The thing that I because I feel like um I there's I have shades of Heather Debro in me. Like th- that's why like when sometimes Heather really like I I, I that's why I don't like her sometimes because I see parts of her that I recognize of myself mm-hmm. that I don't like. But I am a person that like if someone's going to like – I mean she's – Emily was sitting there and like like shit talking the food and it's this like gorgeous caviar plate. And, you know, like – and she's being loud about it and stuff and it's like just like whisper. Like like uh, Gina said, like let's talk shit about this later. Like and it was it was Heather's – day you know it was heather's event and it was a it looked like a very lovely event um and i don't know i the other things i thought were funny i thought you know like uh can you put your initials on more things like that kind of stuff was funny i did think that like insulting the food was a little uh rude to heather that there was sand in the food yes that was the part that really bothered me that there was sand in it do you think there was yeah, Gina said there was some in hers too. Oh, maybe they didn't rinse the. What was it? Was it clams, or was it like um, salad? Maybe they didn't rinse the salad enough. I think it was salad, but weren't they like on a beach or something? I just assumed it was like something oh. that happened between like taking the catered food. I mean, I assume everything in Orange County is like beachside. So like maybe something with like the catering that like just from the if it was a windy day. I I don't know that. I don't think it was that it wasn't washed because you know that Heather spent a bajillion dollars on catering and you can tell the difference. Like I've done different events with Mm -hmm. different budgets and the events that I've done for like literal billionaires or I've done events for billionaires and events for like multi, multi, multi millionaires and their catering staff. Everybody's a supermodel. It looks like it came out of like a picture book. Like the food is literal art. Like it's just you get what you pay for. And so I don't know how the sand came to be. Yeah. But I'm sorry. It's like I know I get I don't think it was the worst thing that anyone. No, it wasn't the worst. Not that anyone's like arguing that by far. By far, but I also just, oh God, I thought it was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, you know what it is, is that I think that like it was a little bit, I think that, I think Heather's a little bit 
I think she's being a little bullied this year. Not that it's mm. not completely undeserved, but mm-hmm. I do think she is. She's correct that she is the scapegoat a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like Emily, they were they were making fun of her her nails. They are mad that you know they they're mad that she brags, and then mad that she's not talking about her wealth or whatever. I um, and you know what? Ultimately, I'm not on the side of Heather Dubrow. I do think that their wealth is ostentatious and disgusting. I don't believe. You know, I'm I'm very much eat the rich. I um I don't think that there should be billionaires. I think that's completely unethical. Except um, for me. If I was a billionaire, I don't I know. Think, if you were a billionaire, no. I would make you give a lot of it away. I'd make you pay for people's college tuitions. Okay. <laughs> I would really talk you into it. <laughs> I I um I think that like, you know, how they live in a hotel and they, they keep building grander and grander homes and and the the fact that they talk about the price and the money, I think, is also kind of gauche. Um, I just think that it's a little. Uh, it, it, I don't think it's nearly as classy as Heather would like to be. Okay, I hear you, but two things: they would be dragged through hell if they didn't say the numbers. If they did the whole, you know, we've done well, and like whatever happened happened, and you can get real estate records, and it's like public information. People would at, she would be criticized regardless. I really I think, think she so, would because I don't because Lisa Vanderpump has never revealed numbers, and then her things. Oh, that's would be, a good point. They that's would a very be good point. Uh, you know, like that would be revealed. Uh, Camille Grammer, like you know when. When when Mauricio would sell their properties or whatever, like it obviously was being reported in the press, but um, they would say something like "We're very happy" or like "He, they, we did very well" hmm. or something like that. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, Lisa never never says numbers except for when it came to Raquel's salary. <laughs> that she was happy to share. Yeah, lol, how that works. Um, that is a that's a valid point. I I just I think um, some of it too is the fact that in Beverly Hills. There's an understanding or at least a hope and often now these days an expectation that you are going to see people who have a certain amount of wealth. And the thing with Orange County is that it's just a different kind of scale. There's a really big disparity between like like where Gina sits and where right. Heather sits. And then there's a lot in between. But there's a big there's a really big difference between Heather and then the next one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who do you think the next one is? Emily? Um, Emily, but also, like, it sounds like Jen has got some, like, family significant money. family money. Yeah. I would assume Emily, because obviously Shane's family has a fucking shit ton of cash. Yeah. And she certainly doesn't behave in the way uh, that Heather does in terms of talking about money in that way. And and look at Jackie Goldschneider. Yes. Jackie Goldschneider doesn't ever talk about numbers. I think she's probably the richest housewife. I would I would think that she's uh, maybe like barring Diana Jenkins or whatever. Right. May her memory whatever not about be a her. blessing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I mean Evan like Jackie's family already had money and Evan does a does, does a hedge fund. So they're rolling in it and they live very modestly and they're not really all flashy. things considered. Yeah, yeah. All things. I mean, in the world of um, I mean, their house. I've been to her house. Beautiful. It's it's gorgeous and stuff, but it, it looks just like a very nice, a very, very nice suburban house. It's not like the way that Teresa would do a house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like over the top and like, OK. Well, I think that's the difficulty with 
displays of wealth on housewives, but also just having people on housewives who are super wealthy, because I think a lot of it is environmental. Like in Orange County, the idea of Terry and Heather talking about money and saying like 55 million and let's we have to take a private jet and whatever else like Mm -hmm. I don't think that's out of pocket because they are surrounded by seemingly by the people we've seen them go to dinner with do events make Colette by people who also have a lot a lot a lot of money so I think that they run in circles that are probably pretty similar in conversation and in sort of celebration of their wealth to what we're seeing on camera versus other people who don't have that kind of access. So I think that's a part of it too, is like it might feel a little extra out of place because there's no one that seemingly comes close to what we have seen of their wealth in the cast. But also like that lady Layla, I've seen before on Mm. Heather's social and Gretchen's social. I think she's like a bajillionaire too they, so it's yeah, like they Gretchen hangs out with a lot of super wealthy people yeah super super wealthy For someone who people. can't pay her home depot bill I'm <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? <laughs> and while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. 
It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options. And it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. <laughs> Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, 
just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Way's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code Andy for fifteen percent off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. That's my favorite thing about housewives. Like I, uh, well, not my favorite thing. One of my favorite, one of the a quality that I like in a housewife uh, frequently is is women who try to live a lifestyle they can't afford. Hello, that's like that's fun for me because you know that's more relatable than someone who's just like you know throwing like that's just you know pissing it away on like like for instance I I actually really super hate over the top parties. Um, that like the Kardashians throw and like mm. either even though Heather's party looked lovely I was like kind of like what the fuck with those menus like there are these mirrors that are printed on and now you have to throw those out when you're done like it's just very very wasteful and you know because everything is like made custom and like to order and like anytime I see people with fucking balloons out the ass that really pisses me off because <laughs> those just end up in the ocean and they kill um sea life so um, I, not to be all like super crunchy or whatever, but like I, um, there are certain, certain kind of like things that I, that I think are fun and like, uh, like, like luxury porn and then other things where I'm just extremely judgmental about it, but I love to be judgmental. So I guess that they give me that, you know? Well, that's the other thing, too, is the access to criticize these displays of wealth, noting that many of us don't necessarily have access to experiencing yeah, I'll, that. I'll never know wealth. what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, who knows what would it, what would happen if you had um, seemingly life lived without any kind of budget? I mean, ultimately, everybody has a budget, but like their budgets are at such a different level 
than yeah. mine are, for example, where I'm still thinking of the calves that I took yesterday. <laughs> and I'm going to be reflecting <laughs> on that for the rest of my life, but I'll never get that money back. But, um, but like, it's the idea of, you know, nothing is priceless and thank God there's a price because I get to tell you how much this is meaningful to me, like the value of this. I get to put a price tag on that. And a part of that price tag is going to be how fucking great can you make my menu mirror look? I mean, this is the ultimate sort of almost issue or conflict with Heather and the rest of the cast is like, obviously, she's seen as someone who seems to maybe carry herself with an element of I am a member of the elite. But how much of that can she really control? Like how if if we know that that is Heather and we know that she likes nice things and she loves a branding opportunity and whatever else, like she has access to it in ways that other members of the cast do not should she just always be punished for that? Like getting to the point of what you're saying about the fact that it seems to be Heather versus everyone else. Yeah, I do feel like they've been dragging her. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel bad for her in a way. I mean, I, I'd not feel bad, but like she, for the first time ever, she, I have a little bit of sympathy for her mm-hmm. because um, I just, you know, uh, being dragged by a group of women is painful. Like it really is. It's like when you're kind of, and you kind of feel alone or whatever, uh, you know, but it is her turn. She's never, she's never really had a turn. You know what I mean? Like they've all had their turns. Like there's Tamara's, Tamara's run away without her heels on, like screaming, you'll never see me again or hiding in a bush. Like they've all had their turn of being sitting in like the hot seat. And Heather really, I don't think she really ever had. There have been moments between Heather and Tamara that have felt very strategic. Where t- the whole thing when Heather was like um, this uh, season co-hosting, no, what a, a while ago in when general. Heather was like co-hosting that like um, morning show, Good Day right. LA or whatever, yes. and Tamara Orange was theory. upset. Right. And Tamara was upset about like the workout <laughs> stuff and like not mentioning cut and whatever else. Yeah. Sir, and also um, Tamara and Vicky have said to Heather, you're talking like out of your ass and like enough, enough with like telling us about temperatures well, of wine. And I honestly think that a lot of their resentment of her doesn't really have to do with her money at all. It has to do mm. with her intelligence. And I think that that's what they resent because like she is sharper. I think she's sharper than all of them. And I we've talked about this before. Like she has like a New York, she has an yeah. East Coast kind of thing, like East Coast yeah. vibe where it's like it's just a different vibration. Mm-hmm. And um and Gina Gina has it too. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, I think that they they just don't like feeling inferior in that way. Like, I guess maybe they're used to, like, feeling inferior money-wise or whatever. Or, like, to them, that's, like, normal. Like, of course you want more money. But, like, uh, I don't know. She's just smart. She knows bigger words. And um, <laughs> and they don't like that. Well, she might be smart, but Tamara is cunning. And- oh, Tamara is a different kind of smart. Tamara yes. is, like, it, it's, it's, it's an intuition. It's, it's like her gut, you know? 
It also gives a little bit of like a usual suspects energy, spoiler right. alert, but not spoiler alert, of like, watch out for some of these people who are like, I don't read because they right. are smart AF. And a part of that game is in, and it's incredibly effective. Like I, hashtag I stand, like a part of the game is to say like, you can read a book and God bless, but I'm going to win this war. Like I'm yeah. thinking 10 steps ahead in a way that is strategic and very intelligent that yeah. you are not. So yeah. It's like there are very, very smart people in the cast. They just don't act like a walking thesaurus in the ways that Heather does, you know? So it's like that's where it gets really exciting. And especially that dinner in fucking Mexico at P.S. that hotel that I am dying to stay in because it looked goddamn gorgeous. Wait, so is it a hotel or like, because it seems like they're all in a like a house together. No, is that? I thought it was like a hotel, but that was like a huge suite. Did I mix that up? Maybe it's like I've been to hotels where there's it's just like groupings of villas and it's like a resort. It's more of a resort. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, But when Tamara's just like sitting back, like laughing with a napkin over her face, I mean, yes. This is yes. this is the game. This is the game. Yeah. She has put the pieces into place and she doesn't even she seemed to be like nodding in agreement with Heather at points, which she can now do because she's so many steps ahead that now mm-hmm. she's watching everything around Heather fall apart and she can just enjoy it that she's not directly involved. So, all right. So um, Heather actually said that Tamara told like she but and Emily got it wrong and thought that it was Shannon. And then, yes. so that, God, you know that. See, there you go. I mean, Emily's a lawyer, but like, I would, I would make sure I knew who was talking shit about me. Like, I would get that down. Maybe she was drinking then too. I think she probably had done some turtle time, and I forget if this was on the episode or watch what happens. But she said at that point, like, they were getting glam done, and there was like a blow dryer on, so she just used like, That's, yeah, Gina said that. <laughs> deductive reasoning or whatever to be like, I think it was Shannon because that would make the most sense. And yeah. shit, I mean, shit. That that makes me think like, you know, the reunion was um, filmed yesterday. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I think I told you I want to do like a little watch party. Um, But I I just like all of the pieces are coming together. And there have been so many things that have happened on camera that seemingly the cast doesn't want to address. But like it just feels like the as you said about vibrations, the vibrations coming out of Orange County are just so big. Like I have a shit eating grin on my face even talking about it right now. It's they did it right with casting this year. Casting is good this year. And it just makes me nervous because it does feel like Heather's on an island. Not to say she can't carry herself. She definitely can. But I really, really don't. I don't want her she to go, do though. I'm she nervous won't. she's going to go. You don't think she, she needs, will? No, she wants to stay on TV. She That's the thing is that, like, no matter how much money you have, you can't buy fame. That's mm. that's the issue. And so that's why she does this. Like, a lot of people, you know, who just want money, they and they and they have it. They're the kind of people that, like, you're unable to get on the show. Mm. Um, and they're not interested in fame. But she wants it. She wants fame. It must have it must have chapped her ass that Terry has had this hit show this whole time and she wasn't on TV. You know what I mean? I would that would bother me if yeah. that was like my career and I like kind of I, I took a pause to raise children and then you know, my husband went into like, you know, my industry and became mm. very successful. He's been on three reality shows. 
And it sort of came out of nowhere. And it, that's a really, well, I mean, he has been on The Swan, the Swan and other stuff years prior, but The Swan was such a fucked up show and incredible to watch. You, have to, you can only, you have to get it on DVD. It's not available digitally anywhere. Well, nor should it be, by the way. That was like so unbelievably harmful. But he was on, he's been on reality TV before, not obviously like prestige TV. And Housewives by many people is considered a prestige form of celebrity and community and brand value. I mean, yeah. it really has worked to their benefit. If you're on Housewives, you can clean up on Cameo. It opens yes. doors to these other income streams. I think Cameo just announced that their top three housewife most requested people are all from New York. It's Dorinda, Luann, and I think Sonia are the top three housewives, all I former. I have cameos from all of them. Before they, yeah, before they started charging like a shit ton of money, back when they were like $30, my friends would just like, we would just get each other cameos constantly. Um and now they're like hundreds of dollars. I bet because I bet theirs are um, reasonably priced. Yeah. Because some of them just aren't, you know, like I, I, I splurged on Teresa Judice because my cousin had cancer and I did that for oh her when oh. she was going to have surgery and she's she's fine now. She's totally great. Oh, that's uh, good. Good to hear. But um, but, you know, that was a very special occasion. I wouldn't do that for someone's birthday. How much <laughs> was it? Was it like 250? I think it's like four hundred dollars. <gasps> Yeah, I split it with my sister. For how many minutes? Do you get an hour with Teresa? What do no. you get for that? No, I mean, she was like, you know, she was like- Two minutes. The way that she was reading, but she was very nice. And you know what? You know who was a great cameo I got from when my friend's dog died? Joe Judice. And my friend texted me and she was like, I don't know why, but this made me sob. Because he kept calling her honey and sweetie and he was being really, really, really nice and like, like, like uh, consoling. And she was like, "This that brought me to tears. Wait a second. I want a cameo from Juicy Joe. Now I like really want one. I wonder if he's still on cameo. He's pretty good. I think he's like 130 or something. Oh, that's a lot for. They're all a lot. The all these people are the like Juicy J. Maybe he's not that much. I don't know. I feel like they all charge way too much. They I mean, all charge living in Bahamas. It's high. Yeah. Extradition is not cheap. Um, yeah. I do have to shout out uh, an AG, AG Heather years ago, because I have been in love with Chris Manzo forever. Got me a Chris Manzo cameo. Uh, it's the only cameo I've uh, gotten. Are I'm you not serious? A, I'm not a cameo because I'm like... I guess that's my love language from my friends. My love language is not cameos. My love language is, I guess, sending voice notes about housewives, but it is <laughs> not, in fact, purchasing things with money. I got B a Kim D one for his birthday one year. Oh, really? Yeah, she did a whole clink, clink thing. Oh, my. See, this that's a that is a universe and a currency that I don't know a ton about. But I do have to shout out Lala Kent. I finally bought Ascended to Daryl hoodie. You're I wearing got that it on a hundred degree day in New York City. <laughs> when I have a neuro condition because my apartment is a goddamn igloo and it is the most comfortable sweatshirt of all time. Like people oh. told me it was and I was like, OK, but. You know, $55 again is not like nice a, and soft inside. It's so it's so soft. It's a great she like really put in a couple shackles into getting this made well, like which, you know, a lot of the housewives products are not the mm -hmm. best. So I know Tom Sandoval's products are not good. My friend got me one of his T-shirts um, when we went to go see his band because we went on my birthday and they were crap. 
They were oh, like, really? they, yeah, they weren't even silk screened. Yeah, that's not ideal. I have yeah. to say, you gotta, you have to kind of like make a little bit of an investment or not, because there's always going to be an audience for it. Um, but circling back to the Heather of it all and the Emily of it all, and Shannon and everything else. I mean, like, what's your sense of things moving forward? Whose relationship do you think is potentially beyond repair? Like, is there a way for Gina and Shannon? to kind of figure their shit out or is it just a, a war I think, at this point? No, I think now that John is out of the picture, mm-hmm. I think that it's all that shit is going to be water under the bridge. But he's not out of the picture. Oh, I Shannon, thought they broke up. They started hanging out again. Oh, They're shit. hanging what the out. Fuck? All right, now I bet it's been, I bet it's been a real roller coaster then. What is she doing with that guy? She's, I mean, he is. She's being Shan. I think he's handsome, but it's clear that they have a lot of issues. And uh, she, you know, she's wasting time. You don't, time is the most precious commodity. That's more valuable than money. Mm-hmm. And because you can never get more time back. Right. So uh, she's wasting her time. She wasted all that time with David. Now she's wasting this time with this guy. And it's and it's harming her friendships. You know what? She needs a therapist. That's what she needs because it sounds like she calls her friends to vent mm-hmm. and then her friends get sick of it. Like that's what you need. That You do that in therapy so you don't annoy your friends. I think that she is in therapy though. Are you serious? <laughs> I know I like I really think she is. Okay. And when it comes to time, that's such a good point. But I think in Shannon's head, she's thinking, I need to be with someone. I don't want to feel alone. And that mm-hmm. for Shannon, the present feeling And it's someone that's not that that's being- that's that looks good in a picture. That looks good in a picture, sure. But I think mm-hmm. for Shannon, it's it's really less about that. And I guess you could talk about the optics of loneliness, but I think that there is something for her that's so internal and so deep that she doesn't want to feel like she's not worth being loved. And that Mm -hmm. for Shannon, toxic love is still better Mm -hmm. than the feeling of being alone, of being alone and of nobody loving me that Shannon will accept or try to figure out a way to make do except LOL. Obviously, she's not making do with with this like sort of toxic togetherness because being apart being by myself is so much worse than that yeah i don't see i don't relate to that at all i love being alone um I, that was I mean, one of my problems when my ex boyfriend moved in and i was just like ugh my house is not big enough for you <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> i can't i like i can see you all the time like mm. you got to you got to go I, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't relate to that. I mean, I can relate to like not feeling loved and like feeling afraid. And I bet that the fear gets even worse at the older you get, like, like, oh my God, what if I die alone kind of thing, you know? Um, cause you know, I think about that a lot. I'm on, I'm on, I'm in, I'm in like the second half of my life. So, uh, not to, bum you out (laughs) no but I think that's a I mean it is the thing of like it's so easy for people to say like and it's true like we're none of us are really alone we have weight we're so fortunate we have loved ones and friends 
And there's a way to find connection regardless of being in a romantic relationship. But people have the right to say, I I want to be with someone romantically. I want to be a partner. And Shannon had a long-term relationship and marriage with David. Obviously, you know, it ended and it ended for any number of reasons. But I think as a part of that, there's a sense of like, okay, well, I did the chapter of me being alone. I did the chapter of mm-hmm. like working through that relationship and dynamic. She, how how long was she single? I it felt like she got with John awfully quickly after she broke up with David. That's a good question. I feel like there was like a pretty good whatever period. Well, this is the other thing that's like a really terrible thing to say, but like she was also alone during her marriage. Yeah. You know, so it's like being with someone doesn't mean that you're not going to feel alone. Right. That's what's so wrenching about this is that like she wants to be with someone who will want to be with her. But mm-hmm. I don't know that Shannon wants to be with herself. That's the that's the issue. She doesn't want to be with herself. And because she doesn't want to be with herself, other people don't either. You know what I mean? You have to be at a place where you're OK being with yourself. And then that attracts people. Yeah, and the drinking. I mean, the greatest the drinking love of all. and the, the drinking, the drinking <laughs> and the calling people and the sadness, calling them that, and not remembering what you say. No, it's that's so bad. the problem. Do you think? All right, we were talking about booze before. Has there ever been a housewife that got sober and then successfully stayed on the show? I know that there has. Like who? Because Leah didn't. She was well, off. Well, they canceled the show, too, so. Yeah, but uh, six in one, half dozen in the other. It's like, she she didn't work out. I mean, she was young enough for them to bring her to the next cast. You know what I mean? Like, she was new enough that they could have done that, and they didn't. Okay, nobody Um, on Jersey, right? No one on Jersey has even tried. Nobody on Potomac. No. Uh, Kim Richards has had her issues. Bronwyn. Oh, Bronwyn. Yeah, Bronwyn's a great example. But she but she she's no longer on the show. Yeah, at the, at, right after she got sober, like the, the she had one sober season and that was it. Well, we're watching Gina right now and she seems to be doing really well. But is she sober? Yeah. She's completely sober. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um But she does but she smokes pot. Does she? I thought so. That's California yeah. sober. Right? Yeah, that's what they call it. Um, Kyle is not drinking now. I mean, there's a difference between not drinking and being sober. Being, it's, it's different. Yeah, right. it's like there's a choice between like just abstaining from alcohol because you right. just are like doing a lifestyle, lifestyle thing and, right. and having an addiction and yeah. dealing with that. I mean, I think we have seen and now I'm thinking back to Carl because there have been examples, incredible examples of people going through a recovery process and watching that play out. I mean, we've seen other forms of addiction play out. Certainly Jackie being in recovery for her eating disorder, mm-hmm. Crystal talking about that as well. Um, there have been responsible I mean, have ways had, of sharing we've had that. Luan, but then right off the wagon. Luann has been kind of like up and down and in the bush and outside of the bush. Um, But I think it's, there is certainly an opportunity. And I think Gina, I think we'll probably hear more about that from Gina at the reunion, like Mm -hmm. her talking about her experiences, which I think will be like, honestly, like really refreshing to hear. Um, And I think that's also like kind of the interesting thing of, watching Gina and Emily interact 
and seeing the ways that those interactions have changed because Gina is in the moment seeing Emily drink too much and then act out and then trying to react to that as someone I would assume who's like still reckoning with her own behavior. And that can be a great example to a person not drinking of like, oh, I don't want to go back to that, you know, of not being in control of myself and what what it is that I'm saying. Um, But, you know, I just this season is just like giving me everything that I've ever needed in my life. I'm so sad that we're at this. Talk about a second part of a person's life. We're in the second part of the season. I don't want it to end. end. Well, all right. Well, what do you think about SLC? I need to ask you that question. Okay. So I was a little concerned that with Jen leaving, Jen did kind of carry the show on her shoulders for a long time. Like a lot of a lot of the like really explosive stuff was about Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, with the black eye and all this stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. you smell like hospital. It's nice that they're bringing. I'm, I'm glad Mary's back as a friend and not as a full time person. Agree. I think that's a really good spot for her. Um, I actually thought that this was a good premiere. I actually liked it. I I liked the new one, the new girl, the friend, the girl that was Jen's assistant turned state's evidence or whatever. <laughs> oh my, can you believe that, Monica? <laughs> like, can you believe how fucking wild that is? I love, I love that she was a witness against her and then took her fucking show. <laughs> Did you see Jen Shaw, someone, I assume a coach or somebody else posted on her social? Yeah, she, like, who do you think is posting for her? I assume it's coach. I'm embarrassed for everybody I, in her see, circle. I feel like he wouldn't do it. I feel like she has an assistant. I feel like she has some. Maybe. I don't. Maybe she's paying them in Monopoly person. money and an yeah. IOU. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I guess bet, it's. I bet, I bet there's some thirsty ass little yes. fanboy yeah. who would do it for free. 100%. Just for the drama. Yeah. I'm sure that's what's happening. Yeah. So she had like her own like facocta, like I'm I might be away, but I'm always around. Like yeah, wait, what are they? What, what does she call her fans? Shaw Squad? Yeah, that's it. So it's <laughs> fans in quote. <laughs> fans in quotes. So she's, I mean, obviously riding the train that like someone should be paying me because you can't stop talking. And it's like, yeah, someone should be paying you, and that money should go to the victims for restitution yes. for your many crimes. Like, shut the fuck up. I swear to God, we're going to have to listen to her talk forever. And it's just a loud, dulling, a loud, dull noise at the end of the day. But Monica, I mean, she's good. She's, she's good. good. Yeah, I like her. Uh, Angie, I forget. I always forget which initials the Angie's K. are. Same. This, is An- K. this is Angie K. Mm-hmm. Um, like her, like, like her stepping Do up. Do you? I do because she uh, is uh, like a little bit of a loose cannon. She's unpredictable yeah. in the True. way that like j- like she brings that. We were missing that with Jen gone. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get with that one. Valid um, point. Very valid point. And I really, really like the bathtub argument. It's so fucking stupid <laughs> that it's great. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> what? All right. What is. I, I haven't like really been following what was going on with them off season. Mm-hmm. What is um what is that thing that they showed at the very beginning that like when they're in the Bahamas, like what's going on there? 
nobody knows, but this is what I wanted to ask you. I like Tracy Moore, so you need to keep it real. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at you like dead eye. You see the seriousness in my eyes I right do. now. <laughs> what was your gut reaction to that? Not just what was your reaction to that moment, even regardless of what was going on? Like your your body in that moment watching that in initial like, oh, get out of here. Oh, my God. I can't believe she did that to me again. What were you thinking in watching that moment? Well, I love a hot mic moment. I just love a hot mic. Um, uh, you would think that she would remember she was miked. Um, but production did. They were like, just just go in. Just go in. I don't know. Do you think that that was faked? It did not feel real. Totally on the up and up to me. And, okay. and I have to say, I'm not one of those people. I really am not who's like, this is all fake, whatever. It it was giving me like Heather Gay forgot to learn her lesson about being natural, unless this is all a performance. But I did not, it did not pass the 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 smell test for me. Do you think, all right, so question do you think that was a machination of of uh of heathers or of production i wouldn't think i don't i don't think that production would be heavy-handed like that i just mean my two cents it's something about it about all of it just felt off but you know what this is where it's important for us to like watch and get more context because it is entirely possible that as the clip at the start of the season, it's so jarring that it does feel manufactured. And when we watch it in the overall like narrative of that episode and what it's actually about, it will feel more organic. Maybe it just felt so jarring because it felt so purposeful as a like, oh my God, and something happened and she did it. She did it again. Out. Is that what she said? She's like, she did it again. Or it was her. The she did it again to me sounded a little bit like ADR. Like that sounded like that that clip oh. had been added after. All right. So you watch it twice. I only watched I actually haven't watched this since I got the screener like a long time ago. So um I haven't really I, I, I need to go back and re revisit that. I would recommend doing it because the she did it again or whatever that line was at the end when it's like getting into the like um, Salt Lake City, like sort of cityscape of it all before it mm -hmm. pushes through to the rest of the episode did feel like that moment had been uh, not like a Franken edit or whatever they the say. Where, yeah, it just felt like that came from a later time. A read, a line read. Yeah. Uh, uh, I... You know what else? The other thing that might be contributing to it feeling inauthentic is that Heather from leftover from last season, it her bullshit kind of just feels inauthentic. The whole thing, she really the whole like black eye thing really, mm -hmm. I think, uh, diminished her credibility like a lot. She before she was like a person that like you're like watching the show and you're like, oh, this is the one. This is the girl that's real. And then after that, that that was out the out the window. And um, I did, I, I recorded a um, hour long reaction to the Salt Lake City premiere. And if you had just said to me, it feels like Heather has, what did you just say? Diminished her credibility. 
diminished credibility, you would have saved me about 45 minutes. So (laughs) if only I had texted you before that, because that's exactly it. And it's like hard to figure out how to talk about this because it's so loaded and elements of it are so dark. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's it's a sense of diminished credibility. And how much of me thinking that this doesn't feel authentic is based on my own prejudices of Heather not being a credible source of information, let alone surprise. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of it too. And so I'm now feeling like, okay, she does feel to me like she has diminished credibility. I can still enjoy her. I can do both of those things at once. I'm just not going to put as much like immediate absolute trust in her as the way I did when she joined when Salt Lake City began. She had me from the from the jump. I was all in 100% right. in. And so now this is like a little bit more of a reckoning for me of like, okay, she's a lot more complicated and canny and strategic than I gave her credit for and then I understood. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I can't still enjoy her. It just means she's revealed she last season revealed a lot about her herself and her behavior and intentions in doing this show and you know it's a little to me diminished credibility so we'll see see the the reason why i think that production wouldn't work in cahoots with her on something like this is because i think they were probably pissed about the black eye thing mm. and that she wouldn't really reveal what happened and that um, she gave so many reasons, including on a, her book tour, that production was aware of what happened and that they just couldn't. She said that at one of the nights that like they just couldn't share it because there was liability with like the Airbnb and stuff. It was it was a very bleak, dark moment for, mm-hmm. I think, everybody involved because the ways that it was produced and edited was also very cringe. Her confessionals and talking about there being a mass conspiracy by the rest of the cast, all of whom played a part in this and were somehow yeah. responsible yeah, was I don't very but also it is there's a little bit of a new beginning because Jen's not there and that I think is an opportunity to like remove some of that heaviness mm-hmm. and as you said like fight about bathtubs which by the way <laughs> when I was watching that moment I was tell me if I should go fuck myself wouldn't be the first time today but the Sonia Kristen Takeman fight about like you said some shit to me to page six. No, said Kristen. They just asked me a question and I responded. Yeah. I was getting an element of that with Meredith and um, what's her face? Uh, Whitney. Whitney, because I was getting an element of like they asked her a question. She responded to it and was cheeky. Yeah, maybe maybe it was the cheekiness. I think maybe uh, I think maybe Meredith maybe is a little sensitive, especially about her marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that like maybe Whitney doesn't have the space to be cheeky when she was like doing kind of like wild sex <laughs> things with her husband. Oiled up. Yeah. Yeah. On camera, like the bathtub thing looked really tame compared to that, especially because I think they were wearing bathing suits in the bathtub, right? Well, but then he was joking that she was like touching his balls. I don't ever want to hear about Seth Mark's balls for the rest of my life. I don't want any of those women taking baths with their husbands ever. ever. I think <laughs> it's so I it's so I honestly have such extreme secondhand secondhand embarrassment in remembering that moment. Like Tamara it was not even Tamara and Eddie, yeah. but Meredith and Seth. It was so cringe to me. Anytime, Ugh. anytime they tried to show like uh, that kind of intimacy mm-hmm. with the housewives and their husbands, like they they did it with like Teresa with 
juicy like on some anniversary they did it with um ramona ramona and mario and she got back from morocco and they're doing like the massage and actually and michael and like whipped cream or whatever the fuck yeah every single time it just feels so yuck you know it's very cringe no one wants to see it and um you know it often uh it worked out in Eddie and Tamara's favor. They're mm-hmm. still together, but some yeah. of these other couples are not. <laughs> like it just is like uh, you're trying. You're you're trying a little too hard to convince us that you guys are hot and heavy. Well, that's also the other thing. Like, is the intention for this to show that you're still like fucking, or is it to so. be a joke? Because all of those examples to me were a joke. Like Ashley and Michael, it felt like a joke. It was it was too they, much. They would be. Theirs would be maybe a joke. I don't think Ramona knows how to joke like that. True. Um, I also think Teresa does not know how to joke like that. True. And I think Tamara really just wanted to have a bathtub with Eddie. I think she was just like so excited to be like dating this younger, hotter guy after dealing with the pain in the ass Simon. Yeah. And Eddie was not against it. Eddie was all in. So that probably helped things too. But like Meredith and Seth, I was just, I want, I still can't get that out of my head. I'm like, oh, like he just is not, uh, he just comes, he comes across in the ways that we thought Shane would continue to and then he did not like we've gotten to know Shane, Shane has turned around <laughs> oh my well because we've gotten he's he's revealed more of himself and he's gotten more comfortable versus Seth who's gotten more comfortable on camera but doesn't really pay off <laughs> like no. I want him to be less no. comfortable I want to yeah. see well less Shane also it makes a lot whatever. more sense now that he that he was studying for the bar that whole yes. time and that's why he was like didn't want Gina screaming downstairs <laughs> drunk yeah. in his house and like that's why he wanted Emily to like deal with the kids. Like I get it. Uh, totally. And once he passed the bar, he seemed to get a lot, a lot better. That's a great point. And I think the stress of studying and preparing and feeling like he was a joke, like he was being yes. seen as a joke by viewers and that and people, on camera, yeah, and on camera, like that's a lot of pressure and anger that I would feel if I was in his position. So now he's had that weight removed, and also he now gets the benefit of this thing that he probably didn't know he could which was like fan support <laughs> which yeah. a new thing for him I don't know Seth is like such a nothing burger at the end of the, the yes. day and it's like one of those things I should put in a clarifier of I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy in the ways that many of these guys I'm sure are perfectly nice guys it just he the ways that he talks about Whitney's body like I don't like that one bit Right. If I was Meredith, I would spend a little less time on trying to like shame and attack her for making jokes about what was an obviously cringe moment in the tub and think more about the fact that like maybe my husband does deserve some critique. Like she yeah. went from zero to 100 and said like the only thing she didn't talk about was my kids. And I'm thinking like, OK, what this is. And it, but again, great fight. Solid. This Love is it. Housewives classic, classic yeah. but I am firmly on Whitney's side in it. I'm really not on Meredith's. Yeah, I'm not on either side. I just like that it's happening. Yes. And also Meredith is like one of those people where she's kind of like a rainy day fighter where it's like the activity that doesn't happen every day. But when it does, you really treasure it. Like when she starts when she engages. 
when she engages <laughs> she comes from a place of disengage and when yeah. she really does engage it's like if you have a birthday on leap year it's you only have to celebrate this once every four years but when you do you're gonna get the right number on the cake I mean it's 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 a joy that's why she's there she's there not because of Brooks. She's there not because of bathtubs with hubby time. She's there because of those moments where a very, very sort of tightly in control, very dry, sometimes quiet woman kind of breaks out. Yes. All right. Back to he- back to Heather for a second. Yeah, please, 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 please. I'm just trying to think like of the possibilities of what that call could have been about. Because here's the thing. Heather, she doesn't have like a husband or a boyfriend that we know about so it doesn't seem like it could be drama with that it's not like a lover's quarrel yes so you know and so maybe it has something to do with her daughters it i kind of doubt it like but that would be something where it's like i don't want to film this you know i i don't think it's like the you'll remember when yolanda was on vacay and she got the call that her daughter had gotten a that bella had gotten a dui and then it led into the whole thing about her like having a shitty leaving her car in terrible condition or whatever like being dirty and whatever else um it didn't give me that energy but that would be that's a great suggestion i think we're all thinking it's jen Mm-hmm. But I, it very well might not be Jen. Maybe, but her. How could Jen get so to her? Perfect. She's in prison. Well, that's the other thing too. And then I googled the date, and it's like around then is when one of the first photos of Jen in her like prison outfit came out. But that's not something to lose a person's mind about. And also, like, let's say Jen's talking shit in her like collect calls home. Like, that's not really anything. Obviously, all of these women are relieved not to be forced into filming and having Jen in their lives. She's such a bad person and incredibly toxic and seemingly verbally and emotionally abusive to her friends. Like she's incredibly manipulative, absolute villain to her core, villain IRL, villain Mm -hmm. on TV. I mean, no, not great. I would feel a sense of relief. I mean, the only person who feels comfortable expressing it is Mary, who's yeah. like delighting <laughs> in this. She's like, let's say a prayer about karma before we eat our spicy I like how she's just like smiling salad, about it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's Mary is like truly living her best life, which is a wild thing to watch. But um, I, it's it's possible it has something to do with it, it. I would like for it to not have something to do with Jen. I think we yeah. need to put Jen to bed. I can't imagine it has to do with Jen just because, uh, like, I just don't know how she would get to her to do something. Right. Um, but uh, me, the only other thing I thought was maybe it was something about Whitney. Like maybe Whitney talked oh. to the press about something, oh. and, and she's like, "Oh, it was her," or something like that. But would that involve the thing that made me feel a little weird about it was Heather like pushing away the cameras because that to me does not feel authentic to Heather. I don't see her as someone who would right. put her hand on about a Whitney. camera person. Right. It would have to be somewhat extreme. It's, like it's either one of her sisters that doesn't talk to her or oh, that's something about her kid. Yeah. Okay. Tracy Morrissey. I mean, investigative reporter, (laughs) nothing less. Those are really good suggestions. It absolutely could be a family member, somebody somebody having Mm -hmm. something to do with that. Or somebody maybe, maybe she's finding out something that sort of Whitney style, but worse. Like, oh, I found out a cast member was saying this shit and it's going to come up as a topic. I don't know. Or someone is is fighting her 
like trying to leave the church, someone is like, because they make it so hard for you to leave that fucking church. I know. Like maybe someone from her family like did a, a protest letter or some shit like that. Like, I don't know. It could be something like, it's not, but it's something she didn't want filmed. Mm. So yeah, it's got to be something like personal. Uh, but also what I, the, the thing that I am been dying to know yeah. is if Jen Shaw and Elizabeth Holmes are friends in jail, <laughs> in prison. I would think if I was Jen Shaw, I would be working to make that happen as quickly as possible. Yeah. And if I was Theranos USA, I would be absolutely in hiding, not wanting to be near her with a 10 foot pole. I don't think she, I don't think Elizabeth, she doesn't know about like pop culture stuff. True. So true. she might not know who the fuck she is. And, you know, Jen is a manipulator. And, you know, she's I think she could probably work her. Um, but like there's only 300 women in that prison oh really that's small yeah, it's really small so they would it's 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 um federal so it's like orange is the new black so it's like you know people who it's it's small it's yeah. and and you know everyone i mean and it's non-violent people, crimes probably yeah yeah there were like 300 people in my freshman class in high school so like and i pretty much knew everybody mm. i think <laughs> yeah no that's a that's a valid point i i I don't know. I mean, she's going away for... And they're both first years together, right? Yeah, like your freshman year of college. I mean, yeah. orientation is what it is. You want to meet a buddy, you know, mm -hmm. have somebody to walk you through the next couple years of whatever. Elizabeth will be there much longer than Jen will, seemingly. Um, Elizabeth has 11 years and Jen has seven, right? Jen, I think, had six, but she's also... She entered into... Um, I think it was like a drug and alcohol addiction program, which will also shave off, I think, potentially a year. So oh. who knows how long. Because usually you don't get out. Federal prison, there's like no, like you did, you, you're you out early because you're for good behavior. Like it's usually the full sentence. But I guess the, the drug and alcohol thing would make sense. Yeah, there was, um, I think that's also one of the reasons that they chose or they asked for, not <laughs> they didn't get to choose it, but they asked the judge to consider that location was because of a participation in that program. I could be getting all of this wrong because I really, you know, I covered her sentencing. I went to it, but then I sort of blocked it out of my head in the weeks to in the in the months that have followed because so much else has happened. But um, uh, I, I wonder for Jen how much of Jen knowing that she's a topic of discussion in the first episode, I would assume that that will go away, that they're going to want to really reposition this into other stuff. How much of that is frustrating for her as she's, oh, she's attempting to say? Out. Oh, I absolutely is losing her mind in prison. Or, or how much of her is happy that while she's gone, she still has a presence and maybe she'll f figure out a way back. I think that I think that she is flipping out, pissed off, so mad about mm -hmm. Monica having a, a position. But I think that if they hadn't said anything about her, she would probably have been very depressed. That's the thing is that I think that like yeah. I think she would have been sad. Yes. And I think anger can come as a relief of like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm still connected to this and I'm still right. a topic of conversation, regardless of they're saying that I'm like an evil piece of shit. Like and also the Monica of it all. <laughs> I said on that last episode that I thought she had some Jen Eden energy, not meant as an insult, but just like a kind of extra and probably crafty yeah, I get whatever it. else. I get that. 
But I also think I was thinking about it in the last couple of days and I watched the episode again today. I think she could be borrowing from her Jen Shaw uh, toolbox. I think that mm. some people, not everybody, but some people have a sense of relief that Jen Shaw is no longer on the show. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm wondering if in the time that Monica spent with Jen, she's learned a lot of Jen's tricks. Not in not in like financial crime, but just in how to be a housewife. Right. Yeah. And about about like uh like the behind the scenes, Matt, like the 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 chess playing, the yes. you know, moving parts, all that stuff. The the social the social aspects of it. Totally. I could see her coming out of this some kind of villain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Don't you think? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just like, like yeah. Yeah. I know the, they would not fucking like her in Jersey. She's like a snitch. <laughs> they would they, like oh my in God, Jersey, a- she would be a villain. Absolutely. They wouldn't even fuck with her. <laughs> oh my god. In Jersey, where the worst thing you can be called is a rat. Do you know what I was watching on YouTube the other day? I think you watched this. This might have happened because you mentioned it. But I started watching a bunch of like long clips of mob wives. Oh, yes. Oh, I miss Drita so much. Her Instagram is so good. She just talks to the camera and it's incredible. I actually think this literally happened as a reaction to me because you're so you know your social is like prestige. Me watching you, I think you reposted something of Drita's, and then I went to YouTube and I just started like watching clip packages. It's excellent. Oh my yes. god, I want to start such a watching good show. episodes. Yeah. Did you not watch Mob Wives? I don't. This is the terrible thing is like I genuinely don't remember. And I think I I think I have definitely seen episodes. There's no way that I haven't. But I didn't. It was I didn't really good. Follow it along. And the woman what was the woman's name who unfortunately died? Um, Big Ange. Big Ange. She's I was watching a bunch best. of her clips. She's lovely. What a lovely, warm woman. Renee Graziano like almost died from plastic surgery uh plastic no. surgery mishap on the show. Yeah, like on the show she went to get like a tummy tuck and I don't know, she's getting something under her ass and some lipo and it some something happened and it went really south. And then I I don't don't quote me on this. I don't know if this okay. is exact, but I think that she ended up getting addicted to pain pills because of oh, it. Oh no. And then had to go to rehab. So there's so much drama. There was so much that was going on. And like to me, that that's a real mob wife. Like she went and got some shit done. It it got a little fucked up. They gave her pain pills to cope. And then she got addicted to those. Like that just seemed so real to me. And I did a Google on Drita. So Drita and her husband were like arrested, but I think the charges against her were dropped like recently. Like he's back in jail for something. I forget. Oh, what. he's back. And that does that. I'm not surprised. He Lee? kept going back all the time. Yeah, it's he's wild. a bank robber. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's one thing to be like we're mob wives because maybe we have the last name of someone you remember, but we're not really mob wives. Versus like, no, these people are no, seemingly Re- entrenched. Renee's husband went to prison. Her ex-husband, but they were always kind of, you know, yeah, uh, had a like they were always yeah, yeah, yeah. close. He went to prison while uh, the show was airing. Like he got he got caught uh, uh, with something. It was a whole thing. Yeah, uh, there's a trial, um, and then uh, I feel like he also maybe like maybe he ratted out her father. She found out there was like something where she just was like, it was so much drama and she just was the person to display that, you know? Cause like she would just like 
scream and cry and throw tantrums. It was great. And then Sammy the Bull's daughter is on it. They they were great. This though that was an incredible cast. I saw some clip of them of I think it was Drita like running to like lay someone out and they were filming the reunion in like a meat locker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just honestly I was into it so I have you to blame for that I think you're going to need to come on an episode of taking it personally we're going to have to talk Ooh, about mob wives yes, because let's do that I, I, you know what I that's would love what I want to go back and watch sorry I'm not going to do summer house I'm going to watch mob wives again no I same like we, <laughs> to, we'll, we will watch I don't know how to get it though is it on VH1 or something it, I, to- it must be on Paramount plus right if think, it's right if it's a VH1 they better not have taken an, they I hope they didn't take it away from us because you know some of those shows they don't keep the archives going which is it's really annoying yeah uh, well, hopefully it's there. You and I are going to. This will be our mission statement for a okay. future thing. <laughs> you are going to rewatch and I will watch Mob Lives right, and we'll have good. some stuff to talk about. Listen, in the meantime, Tracy Morrissey, I die for you. You know, mm-hmm. every time that we record is like such a delight. Also, it goes I by tr- so fast. It does go by so fast. Also, the muscle relaxer that I took this morning <laughs> is 100% <laughs> taking in. So I apologize in advance for anything uh, that I said in the last yeah. hour because I don't even know where I am. Um, can you tell the the people, the folks, what you got cooking on pipedreams.fun and pot mm. psychology and where they can follow you on social. Yeah, I got really cute bongs and pipes. I have a actually speaking of Elizabeth Holmes, I have an Elizabeth Holmes shirt. It's like done in kind of that like hip hop bootleg style. 90s style. Um, yes. Uh and uh yeah, uh you can follow me on Instagram, Tracy Morrissey, Tracy with an IE. And um yeah, you can pretty much yeah. Get it all there. We didn't. We didn't even get to talk about Kim and Croy. Oh my God! What's your sixty second on the ongoing? They filed. They didn't file. They filed again. I have he so much. Out. So much dread associated with their financial devastation. I am. I. It, I can't imagine what it must be like. And she is completely Delulu. She is off doing first class flights to L.A. to get boat and to get her hair done and to get that full body MRI thing. And her husband is back at home. They have not paid their electric bill. They are going into foreclosure again. It is a mess and a half. Now they're being sued by a casino in the Bahamas for a debt there. They're in literal millions of dollars of debt. It is really scary to me. Like I'm like, you're going to be on the street. And Croy put up some sort of emergency, a request for some sort of emergency motion. To sell the house. To sell, to the, sell house. the house before it gets taken away from them. And so he they can also get said, some of their equity out of it. Right. And he also said, like, I don't even have enough money to pay the electricity bill. Like, I don't. And so then Kim then said, Kim thought she, like, had a counter to him that, like, made her the winner. Where She's like, Croy didn't pay the electricity bill. Ariana did. Or Brielle. Which one's Brielle. the older one? Brielle. And it's like, no, Kim, that's not a win when you're. 20 something year old daughter you're not paying it when you're not paying it but you're walking around with these multi-bajillion dollar awful terrible looking fashion that you can't and she's selling them she's she is selling no there are people are buying this crap for so much more than it's actually worth and then in the in that emergency motion that he filed he actually said that she is selling her bags and she has not put any of the money towards their mortgage or any of their utilities so she's like using it to just to uh, probably to gamble. I mean, that's really sad. Like th- talk about addiction. Like that's that is that is wild. 
Well, I think Kim lives her life in that way where it's like that she doesn't. There's no when, tomorrow. There's no tomorrow and there's no understanding that the house will ultimately win. So it's, I don't think she's in touch with reality. I don't think so either. And it's like if you've been rewarded for not being in touch for real with reality for so many years and you think that you're your own big papa, but you don't mm -hmm. have unlimited resources and you're no longer on TV, you still are known. People still know you. You're still famous, but you cannot afford any element of the lifestyle you probably no. never could. Yes. I always was worried about their spending. It never made sense to me. Yeah. I actually saw this coming a million miles away. That's I think so everybody did. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the, the gambling is what's really out of control. That's what's really crazy. I, I just get so much dread thinking about it, like money stuff, like just debt in general just makes me feel suffocated. <laughs> so like to see someone in that kind of debt and not even given a shit. Like not acting like nothing's wrong. That's that's something else. And maybe this is unfair of me, but she has like six kids, right? Like she yeah. had a fucking ton of kids and her daughters now look like miniature versions of her in a way that makes me very uncomfortable about mm. decisions made far too young. Do whatever you want, but just changes to your body at such a young age make me very yeah. nervous because that kind of stuff you can't necessarily reverse. They have no marketable skills. They do not go to, they have no education. Not that you need to go to college, but like literally what education are you getting in the real world? And my concern is that they're learning everything from their mom. Yeah. And for those younger kids too, when it comes to spending and everything else, I mean, you, you, many people, you grow up and it feels like a biological need to idolize your parents and what they are learning from her and from them and the toxicity of their relationship that we're only now sort of understanding or maybe is only happening as a result now of many years of uh, unfortunate, irresponsible financial decisions. It just makes me nervous for those kids of like, what is it that that you are being taught here? And if yeah. she's fighting back from what Croy is saying about we need to be financially responsible, if that's even possible at this point, how are the kids responding to that? Is Kim just saying like, he's just trying to get revenge? Is that what we're now looking at as like, how to how to sort of attempt to get back on track? I have no idea. It's wild. It's wild. If they do an estate sale, we have got to fly down there. Okay. Not first class. <laughs> Coach. Well, yeah. well, we'll take whatever ticket Jenna won't use. And we'll... uh, I do have Delta miles, so okay, great. You're gonna use this with both <laughs> of us. We'll we'll do we'll have a little weekend of fun. Um, guys, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Join the Andy's Girls Patreon number one way to support the podcast. You get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more. Two dollars a month gets you my humble thanks. Five dollars a month gets you two bonus episodes. Ten dollars a month gets you four bonus episodes. And there's also a premium tier. You can do a Zoom with me. We can record a Patreon episode. Could be private, could be public. You get to decide. And um, they are tons of fun. So I will see you on the AG Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Tracy Morrissey, thanks so much for coming back. You know I die for you. Aw, thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Um, and you need to come back soon because we need to mob up is what yes, we're going to be yes, doing. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.